So how does a 15, 16, 17-year-old expect to consume all this, yeah. all this outrage, all this, you know, uh, these bad things that are happening? Of course they're going to have mental issues with yeah. it. Of course they're going to be stressed out all no the time. No faith in humanity. Right. I mean, not, I'm alone. I, like, there's no hope for anyone. So yeah. why should I have hope? Yeah. Not only am I getting all this depressing content, yeah. I don't even know who to believe. Last week, we dove into the Surgeon General put out a 53-page report on the youth mental health crisis we're facing, especially since the coronavirus mm-hmm. pandemic hit. You know, we think a lot about the physical toll that the pandemic has done, um, but we, uh, what's maybe going to be more impactful for years yeah. to come is the, is the mental toll yep. that it's taken, especially on our youth. And so last week, we talked a little bit about what, you know, kids can do, what parents and mentors can do. And today we wanted to talk a little bit and dive into what I would argue is probably the source of it all, which is our mainstream and social media yeah. uh, companies and their role in all this, what they can do to help us get out of it, and uh, what, again, what we all can do to start to turn the tide and, and, and right the ship a little bit, because it is going to take all of us. Not, it's not solely the media company's fault. It's not solely the parents' fault. It's not solely the kids' fault. Right. Everybody's got a part in this, and we're all going to – it's going to take all of us to get out of it as well. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah, exactly right. We're not pointing the finger like it's your fault, it's your fault. Every area is contributing to this, and it's just an overall trend mm-hmm. that has been – um, that has been trending in the wrong direction, in my opinion, and I'm just going to speak for myself, it's trending in the wrong direction from a mental health standpoint for the last 25 years or so. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to dive into that. But before we get to that, uh, it's Wellness Wednesday time Woo-hoo! or Wellness Tip of the Week time, uh, which is always brought to us by our friends at Sleep Number. And we were actually just, Dude. we weren't, this wasn't planned, nothing like that. We were actually just talking about it with our wives over the yeah. weekend and how much of a game changer the the smart bet has been me for my sleep personally my wife you guys were saying the same thing your wife talked about her back pain being totally alleviated due to the customized approach that they take uh so go to sleepnumber.com or go to a local store near you they're all over the place uh and really get Check out what they're, you know, because we can tell you all day how great these are, but until you experience yeah. it for yourself, just like anything, until yeah. you experience it for yourself. That's right. So go I check think, those. I think whether out. they're our partner or not, you're going to hear me for as long yes. as they're a company yes. be an advocate for them just because what they've done, you know, for me personally in my sleep and my recovery and then my wife. And so it's just been, it's been incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you to Sleep Number as always. Uh, the wellness tip today, I talked a few weeks ago about, uh, nutrition being one of the main questions I used to get as a trainer. The probably the second most popular question had to do with supplements. What supplements should I take? Should I take supplements at all? And there's a lot of confusion out there amongst most people about the supplement industry and the supplements. You know, are they beneficial? Should I take them? And I get it. It, it is yeah. confusing, and and it's hard because you've got so many. It's a hundred and forty-two billion dollar industry. There's yeah. so many supplement. And when I say supplements, I'm referring to wellness supplements like your, you know, heart health, your vitamins, things like that. I'm talking about your performance supplements, pre-workouts, post-workout, all that type of stuff. So I'm kind of encompassing all supplements into one here when I talk about that, and and people wondering what I should take. Should I take it at all? It is. It's, and it is confusing. It's someone that's been or was in the, the performance sector uh, for a majority of my life and, and living around that. And, you know, I was high, it was highly regulated, you know, being tested really from college. You know, so from 2003 to 2016, I mean, I was tested every month. Mm-hmm. So I, I even prided myself on knowing, okay, hey, what am I putting in my body? What am I doing? Is this going to help? Is it worth the risk? Is it, you know, b- because one of the things that I'm sure you'll get into is is the supplement industry and nutritional supplement in particular is unregulated by the FDA. Mm-hmm. So there's different guidelines that they don't have to abide by that medicines do, right. that some foods do. Um, and so it's just, it's it's an interesting world. And 
With all that being said, as much time as I put into researching it and really focused on performance and making sure my health was at the forefront, because if I wasn't healthy, I couldn't play. Um, it is overwhelming to me. Yes. Yeah. And like I said, there's so many companies out there and they're all claiming, you know, all these benefits, right? And, and there are benefits. There's, you know, you got your vitamin and mineral deficiencies that these supplements can help with. Uh, maybe your heart health that these supplements can help you with can give you energy, can boost your performance, can make you look and feel better. Um, maybe health. they help with gut health. They yeah. help with focus and cognition, right? These are all the things that these supplement companies claim. The problem is, like you said, the downside of it is the FDA, FDA doesn't regulate this. It's almost a Wild West mentality. Yeah. And also along with that, the barrier of entry is pretty low. You and I today could go start our own supplement company. Yep. There's really nothing stopping us from doing that. The problem you get with that is you get a lot of shady characters. You get a lot of people that lack integrity. What's their goal? Maximize profits for the cheapest amount of cost possible. Yep. In fact, there's a well-known company out there. I'm not going to say who, but their pre-workout supplement, they've broken into two separate supplements. So you've got to pay 30 bucks per supplement when they could have easily combined into two. Now they're making 60 bucks instead of 30 like any other supplement brand. Because they're trying to maximize their profits. Yeah. So that's what you get, unfortunately, Yeah. is you get a lot of people that are just doing some shady things. Plus, it's expensive. Yeah. Like I said, it's, you know, you're paying $40 for, uh, you know, 30 servings. So you're not even, it's not even, it's more than a dollar a serving, yep. which lasts you, what, a month? And then yeah. you got to do it again. And, it, and, and that's it, only one of your supplements. There's, there's tons of them that right. you can choose from. That's right. Yeah. And, and it's... Like you said, it's Wild West. It's you, you You don't know what the quality of the product is. You don't necessarily know the ingredients because mm -hmm. it is FDA. It is unregulated, but FDA is there's things that you can leave off. Um, I know one, things, one thing that like a lot of people need to be aware of is, okay, where these supplements are being manufactured is, is important because a lot of times a lot of the same supplement companies use the same facilities and they there's there's resin of other supplements right. in these. So like let's just say you have an allergy to something. So even if they list everything properly, but it's being manufactured in a facility that say handles nuts right. or dairy or soy or wheat and you have an allergy to it, even though it's not in that product, it may actually, your product may be contaminated with resin from another product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, so it's, you've got to be super careful. And again, that, that's easy to say, and it's very much hard to put into practice because um, most people don't have the time to research all this yep. and to really dig into it. Yep. Um, and, and I want to be clear, I love, yes, there, there's yeah. great supplements, so there's great supplement companies. Yep. First Form is a, is a friend of the show. That, yep. that we're not sponsored by them, but... We yeah. love Andy. We love Sal. We love yeah. those guys and what they're doing and the community they've built. Yeah, so I think the we've mission, got all, the mission yeah. behind what they're doing. We've got yeah. all, but they'll be the first to tell you, hey, our supplements aren't designed to be the end-all cure-all yeah. for you. You better yeah. be doing something. So my goal here, my, my point in saying all this is, to me, there's really five questions you can ask yourself before really diving in and deciding if supplements are something that you should spend your money on. Yeah. To me, if you aren't taking care of these five, if you're not able to answer these five questions, stick to these first before you decide that you want to go because it's implied in the name supplement is to supplement. I'm glad you said that. Your diet, supplement your training. It's yeah. not meant to be the main foundation, yep. right? If you're not taking care of these five foundational pieces, you can buy all the supplements in the world you want, and they're probably not going to do much for you. Yeah. So question number one, what legitimate deficiencies has my blood work shown? There's legitimate – for me, yeah. I tell this story all the time. You used to tell the story all the time. <laughs> I went and got my routine physical. I found out I'm vitamin D deficient because I spend most of my time indoors. Yeah. That's a legitimate problem my yeah. blood work showed showed me. Now, there's two uh, – there's two um, – Things I can do for that. Number one, just get outside more. That'll yep. be helpful. Yep. But number two, I can supplement a vitamin D supplement, which has been shown tons of benefits yeah. beyond just, I mean, just from a health perspective. Yeah. So tons of benefits. So that's just one example. But what deficiency? Maybe it's a, you're not getting enough healthy fats in your diet, and there's a fish supplement that you can, fish oil supplement. So what does your blood work show? That's one question you can ask yourself before diving in. Number two, what does my nutrition and exercise plan consist of? This is the main one, right? This is the biggest fundamental rock you can take care of. Does my diet suck? Am I eating, <laughs> am I eating 
chicken tenders and french fries all the time well yeah that i'm probably i'm going to be deficient in some mm-hmm. vitamins and minerals and supplements maybe you know could help be helpful on that yeah. but what you probably want to take care of first is start adding in some vegetables fruits yeah. things like that more nutrient dense foods question number three how much sleep am i getting this is a huge one right Lack of sleep plays such a vital role in our overall health. And the first thing we do when we don't get a good night's sleep is we reach for that caffeine supplement. Tyler, yeah. you got a big old can of it right now, right? And I'm not calling you out, but... On blast. <laughs> <laughs> but just think about the nights that you actually do yeah. get legitimately good sleep. You're not necessarily reaching for that, yep. that caffeine That's as right. much, right? Because you took care of the main thing, which is sleep. Number four, how much water am I consuming a day? This is one that... A lot of people, I would argue, overlook the benefits of water. We're not going to dive fully into that today, but water literally is your life. I mean, it gives you energy. Yeah. It gives you life. You can't survive without water. And most people go one cup, two cups. A day. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's actually. wild. It's wild. Yeah. The, it's the like, deficiencies that can be caused by the lack of water. I'll drink, you know, 13 Dr. Peppers or I'll drink, <laughs> you know, sweet tea. And it's like, well, there's water. Uh, there's water. No, there. well, here's the deal, though, is like – we were designed to drink water. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the benefits, and like you said, we're not going to dive into it, but I mean, the benefits from a, uh, from a metabolism standpoint, from a dermatology standpoint, what it does for your skin, what it does for energy, what it does just for inner toxins, right? Mm-hmm. Gut health. I mean, all of the things, what it does for like your cooling system. I mean, what it does for performance. The, the list is endless on water, and I agree with you. It's mm-hmm. so overlooked. And if you consume, and I mean, look, there's, you're supposed to have an ounce per body, uh, per pound of mm-hmm. body weight that you have a day. Right. That's in, in my opinion, I think that's minimum. Yeah. I mean, I should be drinking 300. Yeah. Yeah. The best way you know. to tell the water I always tell people is look at your urine, right? Yeah. If it's uh, slightly yellow slash clear, yeah. you're on the right track. Yeah. If it's if it's darker than that, you probably yeah. need to have some more water. That's yeah. probably the best because everybody asks, well, how much water should I drink? It's it's very person to yeah. specific and dependent. And then lastly, what are my fitness and health goals, right? If I just want to be healthy and I want to be in good shape and, and I want to keep up with my kids, I probably don't need 90 bucks of pre-workout or, you know, 100 bucks of post-workout, right? Because that doesn't align with my health goals. I don't need all that. Now, if I'm a bodybuilder, maybe I do need those type yeah. supplements, so what are your health goals? So again, to recap, to me, before I'm going to go shell out a bunch of money on supplements, I want to make sure I'm taking care of these five things. And those five things are what legitimate deficiencies in my blood work shown? What does my nutrition and exercise plan consist of? Number three, how much sleep am I getting? Number four, how much water am I consuming per day? And number five, what are my fitness and health goals? If I can answer each one of those questions legitimately, and I have a good answer to those, and I still think I need supplements, okay, now I'm ready to explore that yep. world. Yep. And I'll tell you here in a second, it sounds like you want to say something. But yeah, I was just going to say, I think to kind of like summarize those is is know your body. One of the things I think as uh, as a human race, we just don't know ourselves, No, right? We don't know our vitals. We don't know what our blood work is. We don't know any deficiency. We, we just kind of like, go right and and the the challenge is is that we are missing out on opportunities to one prevent illness disease and then we're also missing out on performance just because we don't know ourselves right like we want to research all these other things and we want to figure out you know i'm going to spend six hours researching what the perfect gift is or how to how to do this hairstyle or what but like we don't want to understand and look inside and understand Mm -hmm. how we how we perform based off of what our actual makeup is yeah Precision diagnostics is is underutilized, and it can prevent a lot and save you a lot of money because it can avoid long-term expensive medical treatments if you're just on the front end. So knowing your body and then knowing what your habits are. And, and like you said, okay, are my habits good or are they not good? Do I need to change some things? And then what are my goals? I mean, it's very simple. What are my goals? Does this help? Because you said at the very beginning, a supplement is exactly that. It is a supplement to the greater body of work that you are already doing. Can that increase your your goals or get you close to your goals by 1%? Okay, then let's do some research on exactly what we're what we're looking to actually achieve. Is it is it uh, you know, a, a CLA supplement? Is it a vitamin D? Is it a fish oil? Is it a protein? Is it a 
uh, a carbohydrate supplement, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and understand mm -hmm. it. But if you don't look inward first, it's really, really hard to, to understand what benefits you're actually trying to achieve and what supplements are going to help you get there. Yeah, I think, it, I think it goes back to a lot of aspects of our life. We're looking for the shortcut. We're yeah. looking for the easy answer, oh, and I'm just yeah. as guilty of that. Yeah. So if I'm being honest, when I think of supplements, a lot of times I'm thinking, well, this is going to advance me yeah. way beyond what I could do yeah. through hard work, through time, through yeah. effort. Yeah. And so that's where I think a lot of us fall as we think yeah. the supplement's going to be a quick fix. Yeah. When in reality, if you're not taking care of these other big rocks, well, I, and I'm it's not going to be. I used to go. I used to go in and like, all right, it's off season. I'm trying to shed some pounds. I go into the supplement store. Okay, all right, what gets me leaner and stronger? Yeah, what can it? Right, uh, bro. Good sleep, good nutrition, good sleep, showing up consistently, eating. <laughs> you know, getting your mix, getting your greens, getting your protein, getting your carbohydrates, training, and all those things. Like these aren't going to help you like you think that they are. Yeah. Like, here's the reality, and, and, like, please don't take this the wrong way. Like, we kind of lump these supplements into this, like, oh, this is going to fix it. This is a fix it all. Because we see, like, bodybuilders, and we see these people. Here's the thing. Steroids, that's a legitimate, like, that is going to do something. Yeah. It is terrible for your body. It is bad. But, like, you could literally eat M&Ms and get shredded and get stronger. Like, it, I'm telling you, it is. But we look at these, su we look at supplements like it's going to do the same thing, and it's just not. Yeah. It really is not. Yeah. It's just a denser version of the vitamins that we really should be getting through food. Yeah. So make sure you're taking care of those big issues before that you wasn't, start. That wasn't a, a, a plug for steroids, by the yeah, way. It sounds like you have a yeah, personal experience sorry. with that. <laughs> no, I remember. Literally, I said that M&M's quote. Like, I had a strength coach in college, and I was asking him, about, oh, what protein should I do? He's like, nothing, man. Steroids, that's all you got to do. Do you literally <laughs> take steroids, eat M&M's? doesn't matter what you do. You're going to get strong, jacked, shredded. Yeah, that's right. And he was like totally joking. But yeah. I'm like, huh. And that always stuck in my mind. I was like, so I could literally eat peanut M&M's for the rest of my life. And just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're confused about supplements, welcome to the club. But yeah. hopefully you uh, are taking care of those big things first. So back to what we were talking about last week, picking up with the uh, the conversation so, again, last week we covered parents, mentors, kids, what they can do. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the media and social yep. media. So one thing he said in, in a quote uh, in the article was, media organizations, entertainment companies, and journalists can have a powerful impact on young people. In some cases, this impact can be positive. For example, television programs can keep children and adolescents informed about current events and teach them valuable lessons. I want to know what station's doing that. Uh, on the other hand, false, misleading, or exaggerated media narrative can perpetuate misconceptions and uh -huh. stigma. Uh -huh. So I'm curious, from your perspective, you know, we grew up, I guess, as we got into college was when social media became yeah. a big thing. We started to be exposed to more. But what have you observed, what have we observed the last 20, 25 years <laughs> from mainstream media what what's changed do you think over the last yeah it, i think i think there's two decades there's two there's two sectors that i would i would put it in is is your news related your your non-fiction mm -hmm. side and then your drama fiction side right the entertainment side of it like mm -hmm. where it's more um you know tv shows movies stuff is there like a that. difference in the two these days no well that's that's exactly <laughs> it right that that's exactly it whereas news traditionally is you know it started with newspapers mm -hmm. and uh, and writers uh, and journalists would would go out and research and interview and they would write an article in the newspaper about whatever current event is going on and if there was any information in those newspapers that were incorrect or proven to be wrong then the editor would then do a retraction. They would take it back and they would edit it and correct it. Say, okay, hey, look, we're going to correct the mistake that we, there was an accountability standpoint. And editors were tasked with making sure that their journalists and writers, that everything that was put in their paper was true and correct to their best belief, mm -hmm. right? To their best knowledge. Well, 
Then it went to radio, right? And then it was, okay, the family would sit around the radio and we'd listen to the news and then we'd listen to some, you know, story on the radio. That was like what it was. And then TV comes out. And for really, I would, I personally would say, and, and I've only been around since the early 80s, but I would say up until the internet age, there was still some accountability in the news sector, mm-hmm. in, in the, the media. We call it media, right? Is sports reporting, um, you know, finance reporting, uh, event report, whatever it may be, is the news, whether it be 60 Minutes, whether it be NBC Dateline, whether whatever whatever it was, that you're just local news, is there was an accountability to it. It was, I'm sure still skewed, and I was younger at that, at that time, but what it was focused on was just reporting the details of the event. Mm-hmm. There wasn't opinions mixed in as much and again i may be i may have missed it because of my age but i remember sitting down with my grandparents and parents and just watching the news Mm -hmm. and it was getting information getting information getting information yeah and they had the opinion section right for for what you're talking about it was was a completely separate separate section yeah it was a separate deal yeah now it's your mainstream tv hosts are the opinion well, you you watch Fox, you watch CNN, you watch NBC News, you watch. It doesn't matter. It's literally it is literally a a panel of people that talk about their feelings on it. Yep. It is no longer hey, um, President Biden went here. Here are the things that he said in his speech. Uh, here was the outcome, and he left because yep. that's not interesting. Nobody cares. That, and that's the thing. That's the that's the catch twenty two of all this yeah. is we can complain all we want about yeah. how the media does the news uh, now. But why? But they why do that. Why don't we care? But they do that because, th- like for instance, I forget exactly what the story was, but I, I vividly remember this. You know, it's you know you go to Yahoo or whatever uh-huh. whatever news network, and they've got five or six headlines that are outrageous and and you know controversial, and I'm clicking on them and I'm uh-huh. reading through. And they had a feel-good story. And I literally remember myself, eh, that, that's, I'm not that interested in that. No. So for whatever reason, well, no. it's human nature to be yeah. drawn to the train wreck. Yeah. And so they've picked up and, on that. And I think that's always been true because if even when I, when I was talking about, hey, news back in the day, they report facts. Mm. They still have the choice of what they're going to air and what they're going right. to talk about. And they're going to talk about the car wrecks, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to talk about the murders. They're going to talk about all the things that like are shock and awe because we, we are attracted to those. But the difference, the difference now is just, okay, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a husband um, that just got arrested for, you know, killing his family. Like they're going to spend five minutes talking about why they thought he did it and whose fault it was and this and that. It's like, that's not your opinion. You're not, you have no you have no position of authority or knowledge on that subject. You're just talking. Right. Because that's what people want. And I, and I asked you, like, why do we not care about just the details and the facts? Yeah. Right? Because we've got a taste. Right? Like, how do drug dealers get people hooked? <laughs> right? Hey, just take a taste. Right. Just take a taste. Right? You feel it, and then you want more, and then you want more, and then you want more. And so now we've been trained that this is news is I want to I wanna reinforce or I want to debate you on the opinions that I have. And I want I want it to be controversial. I want you to talk about stuff that I don't like because I want someone to fight back. Mm-hmm. And I want this argument and no solution to ever be found. Right. Is and we've just been trained and ingrained and that's on the media side, right? We've yeah. been trained and ingrained to to accept and I'm going to big air quotes if you're just listening, right? Accept the news delivered in that way. Yeah. Well, and the other thing they're competing against, you know, outrage wins. You've got to be more dramatic than the next person. Part of that is think about consumers now have a voice as opposed to back in the day. You turn on your TV. That's the only person that gets to say what's going on. Yeah. Now everybody's got Twitter. Everybody's got Instagram. We all have our, we all have our phones out all the time so we can all see a video happen in real time mm-hmm. or very quickly thereafter. And now we've all got an opinion. Yeah. So these these media companies, social media companies, to be able to stand out, they've got to be even more outrageous yeah. than the millions of people who are commenting. Outrageous and fast. And here's and here's part of it too, from a credibility standpoint. How can you possibly report accurate details if you're doing it as it happens? 
You can't. You can't because it's your perspective. Right. It is 100%, but we're selling it like mm-hmm. it's news, like right. it's, hey, this is facts. Yeah, how many times do you see, you know, something big happen? <laughs> Everybody's got to get their two cents in immediately because they don't want to be last. Yeah. Everybody's got to say it. And then a week later, we find more facts that come out about the case Nothing or whatever. I mean, the pandemic. And, and everybody was completely wrong. The pandemic is exactly that. Right. You know, whether you're left, right, middle, doesn't matter. Both sides were just coming out with just nonsense because they right. had to say something. Right. Right. And, and I go back to newspaper. I go back to radio. I go back to these things. Okay. It takes time for a journalist to go out and investigate. So if it happened on a Friday night, it's not coming out mm-hmm. in the paper until Monday morning. Yep. So there's time for them to actually research and fact check and do all these things now. And, and I, and this happened in, you know, when I was playing, I, I got, I got a taste of this is the Adam Schefter effect. Who's the first one to get it out mm-hmm. and claim that they put it out there? They can care less if it's true or not, right. but they're going to put it out there right. because guess what? If I'm wrong, there's going to be four stories and they're going to forget about it and I'm off the hook. Yep. There's no accountability to it. Yeah. So it's we as, as consumers, we just need to be aware of that. We need to be aware of, of this loud, fast, shocking news. And again, we're still on the news side of 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 information that we're consuming that is could not be further from accurate in my opinion yeah yeah and you know the other thing they're competing with we talked about not only are now they are they now competing with the consumer Mm -hmm. because everybody's got a voice think about these independent news networks or podcasts Mm -hmm. for instance right i think of joe rogan versus cnn as an example joe rogan his each podcast gets it's anywhere from 10 to 12 million downloads per episode. And he does four a week. CNN had a month. They didn't have a million views for the entire month. So he is 12 times the viewership. So how does a, a news network how have to compete? How can they draw attention? They've got to be outrageous, yeah. right? And so we're, we're saying all this in the context and thinking about our kids and us as well. But thinking about our kids now, how do you digest all this as a 16, 15, 17? Because, yeah, no, there's probably no 15-year-old that's sitting down and watching you know, Fox News or CNN all day. But all these companies have social media plat- platforms now. There you go. So that's how they're consuming their news. Yep. So how does a 15, 16, 17-year-old year old expected to consume all this, yep. all this outrage, all this, you know, uh, these bad things that are happening mm-hmm. – of course they're going to have mental issues with yeah. it. Of course they're going to be stressed out all no the time. No faith in humanity. Right. I not, mean, I'm alone. I, like, there's no hope for anyone. So yep. why should I have hope? Yeah. Not only am I getting all this depressing content, yeah. I don't even know who to believe. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, again, I go back to the Joe Rogan example. He just had on a doctor, actually a doctor here from, from Dallas. Yeah. And they talked for three hours on the pandemic and the and the. I've had three uh, people independently send me that. It's episode. wild. Like, yeah. and obviously they go down the, you know, the whole rabbit trail. Of these vaccines aren't super effective. That, that was their stance, right? So they go three hours off of that. And he made a lot of compelling arguments and it was very interesting to hear. Sam Harris, on the other hand, is another podcast that I listen to. He's more, he would lean a little bit more left than, than right. Yeah. He's more central, but he would lean a little bit more left. He had on a doctor, again, a qualified doctor. And their three hour conversation was the exact opposite. They were talking about for three hours about how effective the vaccines are and how safe they are and how awesome this is for technology. So here I've got six hours of content with three hours each of completely opposite views. And I'm a 34-year-old guy trying to delineate what's true, what's not, what do I believe. I can't imagine being a 16-year-old trying to decipher. And so that's the thing is these – and I don't know how you put the genie – Back into the box. Yeah, that's what's hard. That's what's really, really hard because you you want to say, and let's just, for example, um, the Joe Rogan and, and Sam Harris podcast, is there's arguments to be made that both of them are right based off of what studies they're using, right. what they're looking at, what information they're getting. Yeah, you're always going to be able to find the argument that supports or yeah. the study that supports your argument. That's right. right? And so so it's, it's, it's really hard. Like – it's really hard to to distinguish because you can't. I mean, we've we've had guests on that that go onto these shows and they debate and they they talk through these things and 
and they use this, you know, this study and this meta-analysis and this and that, and they're using all these things, and, like, you can prove whatever point you want to. Right. So it is, it is super confusing. I don't have an answer for it. What I, what I would just be aware of, if, if you're a, you know, a, a young adult or a teenager or an adolescent, I don't know if an adolescent, is that one of those? What is an adolescent technically falling? I think it's a young person. Okay. You, <laughs> you youngins, if you're listening, just make sure that you, you look at it through a lens that whoever is delivering this message, okay, is it, is it an opinion? Because you need to be able to distinguish, is this someone's opinion and perspective, or are they just giving actual information? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And by the way, going to Twitter is, does not constitute your nope. research. Nope. You are, you are not credited. Even if you have a blue check, that does not automatically qualify I, I hear you people to give say, say, I did my research. Okay. You checked a few Twitter accounts. Yeah. Maybe you went on to yahoo.com. That yeah. is not doing your no. research. No. Uh, another interesting line that he had or, or a call out that he had, he said the COVID-19 pandemic has rapidly accelerated the trend of more time spent on social media mm-hmm. during the pandemic. The time teenagers spent in front of screens for activities, not related to school more than doubled from 3.8 to 7.7 hours a per day. day in 2020, 81% of 14 to 22 year olds said they use social media either daily or almost constantly. I don't know what the other percentage are doing, but to me, that's 100% of yeah. people are using <laughs> social media. But yeah, from 3.8 to 7.7 hours per day, the use of social media went up. That's wild. I mean, so again, the overall, how do you expect great mental hygiene if you're con- if you're spending seven hours a day consuming this, yeah, this so, type of content? So what would, you know, what's the what's the tagline for Facebook? A movie that that was out about it, Social Network. Right? I don't remember. Yeah, with you know Justin Timberlake yeah. and Mark yeah. and um, um, whatever the guy's name, whatever the guy's yeah. name is. But uh, it, it, you know, it's a social network. It's a it's an online community. The challenge the challenge with social media today is that we spend more time connecting with with pictures of people, mm. with representation of people of highlights of people than we are with people by a long shot. And it's really, really hard because it's not a true version. You think about like your best friends, you know, whether it's a sibling, whether it's your parent, whether it's a friend, whoever it is, you know, when that person is BSing, like, you know, right away, you know, when I'm, when I'm full of it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Okay, dude. I know you're. I know you're making that up. Ninety-eight you know, percent of the time, you know that if I'm talking, <laughs> I'm making it up. Is your mouth moving? Okay, <laughs> okay. But you know, you can tell. Okay, that's BS. The challenge is, is if we don't have that actual physical interaction, right? I'm not looking at your uh, uh, your nonverbal communication. If I'm not looking at hearing the inflections in your voice, if I'm not looking at your eyes and just seeing your soul through your eyes, your mm, black beady good. eyes. Yeah, that's, that's intense. But, but if you're not able to do that, like you can't distinguish what, what somebody, who, what the meaning is, what they're, if they're being serious, if that's a facade, we don't know the struggles behind them. Like if I'm talking to you, I know if, if, if okay, he's, he's having a rough day, something yeah. else is going on. Right. If you're talking to me, I, you'll know, right? And so with the social media, we're spending all this time seeing all these things that really are just not real. Mm-hmm. You put them on so that you can put this facade like, hey, it's good, or I do this, or look at me here. I need more likes. What's the motivation for somebody to put something on social media? That's the question. What is it? To get likes. To get likes, which turns to get, into? To get validation and appreciation. Popularity, yep. validation, mm-hmm. appreciation. Go even further to generate revenue because yep. now you've got eyes. Now you've got followers. Now you're an influencer. Okay, then now, okay, I've got sponsors. Now, why are they posting something? Okay, because now there's money involved with it. Now there's other motivation to put things that people want to see. Right. So we're chasing all these things, and it's not real. Yeah. It's yeah what's not, this? And what's I'm not, this, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying, what's the saying? It's like you're comparing your everyday with somebody else's highlight yes. reel. Yeah. And, but, and I'm not saying social media is 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 evil. And that's the reason for it. What I'm saying is it's just not good for our mental health. You say it all the time. This compare, this comparative compare, comparisonitis, comparisonitis, (laughs) comparisonitis. When you're just comparing yourself 
to other people. My wife and I, we did uh, a year ago, we did a month, no social media. And we were honestly in transparency, we were going through really the tail end of a really hard four, three or four years after I transitioned out, just like relationally, uh, confidence wise. Uh, we just had, we had, we had a lot of things that were going on and, if you ask my wife today, she would say that's the best she's felt mentally that entire four years. Mm. And what it did is she didn't say, hey, no, it's the devil, it's this. But what she did is she looked at it from a different lens and she didn't just use it to fill time. Mm -hmm. And she didn't just use it as something that like, I'm just going to, I'm going to be totally invested in it. She's like, oh, look, I want to, if I want to connect with friends, I'll connect with friends. I want to see what's going on. I'll block off 20 yeah. minutes and I'll do it. But we just get lost in it. And now we start saying, okay, hey, I'm comparing who I am to this person. And that person's better than me. And I'm not good enough here. Or, hey, I'm not getting enough likes on this. Or, hey, why am I not an influencer yet? Or I'm hearing bad negative news. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing all these negative things. I'm seeing these people battle in the comments. It's just this, like, this environment of chaos and disorder that who is benefiting from? Yeah. No, I'm at, who's betting from it? From the chaos? Yeah. The uh, the companies that are putting the stuff Social out. Social media companies, yeah. right? Because yeah. the more people engage, the more people engage in the chaos, the more eyes are on it, the more people that are actually investing their time into it, who's spending more money? We are. And and companies are, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, and yeah, ads, sorry. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing that this this they literally created the algorithm to do this, right? Yeah. To it's designed 100% to get you to spend more time. And it's interesting. We talked about this before we started recording. I mean, how many times I'm sitting there watching a football game and I'm scrolling through Instagram while I'm watching football. I'm not even watching the games. The game's background noise at that yeah. point. So if I'm doing that again, as a 34 year old man, think about the 16 year old yeah. kid who's trying to get validation, who's yeah. trying to connect, but they don't know how, right? There's a, there's the saying it's like the, or it's like a meme or something. Kids these days will never know what it's like to, call up a girl's house and have to talk to her dad first. Right. It's, it's these social interactions yeah. that we're losing yeah. because our connection is 100% digital. Yeah. Right. And, it, and it's not as much in person anymore mm. to what you were saying earlier. So what can, in your opinion, and, and I wrote down some things, what can be done about all this? I know we don't, we're not, you know, again, it's going to be hard to put the genie back in the box. You can't all of a sudden tell companies, Hey, turn away billions of dollars. Yeah, stop making right? stop ad making, money. Yeah, yeah, stop making ad money. But what are some things that can be done? What What are some, because again, it's going to take all of us. What That's are some right. things we can do, do you think? Um, I think one is as parents. What, uh, what sorry, let me sorry. rephrase. What can social media Oh, social media companies. Man, it's do? hard. It's really hard. Because like you said, it's, it's, that's what they're built for. Yeah. I mean, that's, th this is people's livelihood too. And kudos to them for getting smarter and mm -hmm. smarter and putting stuff in front of us. But like I said, and I don't, don't want to like compare social media companies with like drug dealers, but it's, it's kind of the same thing. Like yeah. we're going to, we're going to give you some and we're going to give you more yeah. and then we're going to guide you. Okay. And, and you may start off with, with, with weed and then we're going to, you know, we're gonna sprinkle a little bit of a little cocaine in that weed, and you're like that, and like, oh, yeah, have you already done it? Hey, yeah. you know, here's 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 a line. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. Um, you know what? Guess what? That's not doing it anymore. Hey, dude, take these shrooms. Come on, man. It's gonna blow your mind. You know what I mean? And it just goes and goes and goes. And right. these social media companies are just giving us more, and they're getting smarter. And hey, there's this new algorithm. And okay, hey, there's this new Reels platform or this new TikTok deal or there's it. It just keeps going and going, yeah. and because they're innovating, right? Um, so it's honestly, I don't have an answer because I just know it's unrealistic. I would say, hey, look, social media companies, let's just be a little bit more responsible. Mm -hmm. um, let's make sure that uh, it's more age appropriate and specific. Mm -hmm. Let's not dump all these things that adults are consuming on 11 and 12 year olds that are allowed to have social media because it's not healthy for them right. to see. So how can we be more responsible? But I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, a couple things I wrote down again. This would have to be a perfect world. Yeah. You know, because like you said, it's it's going to be hard for – but then I also think, before I say this, it, it's – I also always think about, like, if you're unhappy with an organization or a company, 
you stop patronizing that company, right? And you get a bunch well, of people and, and you write bad reviews. So it's yeah. almost, that's probably the only thing that's going to get to this saying. point. That's what I'm saying. It's up to us. Is if we all come together and just stop using, if I If you guess. don't use it. Yeah, if <laughs> right. you're not paying or you're yeah. not using the platform yeah. and the viewership goes down, that's yeah. the only way. Which is much easier said than done because we've been 100%. so ingrained. And it's that's such like saying, a hey, big stop using of- Amazon, support small right. businesses. right. What? Yeah. yeah, that's really. I mean, I can't get it shipped right <laughs> to my house. You so, are tripping. So outside of that, yeah. and in a perfect world, yeah. a couple of things I wrote down. Number one, they'll normalize stories about mental health and mental illness. Yeah. Right. So it becomes more mainstream to learn about these things. Again, we talked about last time. It just wasn't talked about ever growing up. Oh. So the more that we can get that out there, I think the better it will be for our mental health uh-huh. if if it can be more accepted. Right. Because yeah. everybody wants to feel accepted. So if that's more talked about. I also wrote down promote accurate information. Again, that's a big ask. I get it. Yeah. But let's try to take a second. Don't be so immediate Let, with your reaction. Let's get some accurate information. Let's, let's add a slash in there because I want both mm-hmm. unbiased, accurate information. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of leads into number three. Promote both sides of the story, not just what the algorithm thinks. Yeah. So, Again, the way the Instagram algorithm or YouTube algorithm works, whatever I've shown in the past that I linger most on, yeah. they're going to show me more of that. Yeah. Right. If it's a political statement and, and I'm a, you know, a right wing political person, they're going to continue to show me more of that opinion. They're never going to show me anything left because that's just going to piss me off and make me want to turn it off and yeah. go to something else. Yeah. Right. So starting to promote both sides, like a, the example I use, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast because I knew it was going to lean a certain way and I purposefully listened to Sam Harris's yeah. as well because I wanted both sides I wanted to hear both arguments yeah. I want to hear both points of view now I I'm confused <laughs> <laughs> but at least now I can hear both sides and I can make my own yeah. my own opinion on it now uh, promote stories that help uh, hope and he- and heal people now again initially most of us aren't going to be as attracted to that but stick with it Right, social media comes stick. Keep showing us that stuff. Eventually, mm-hmm. right, regardless of what it does for your ratings, eventually that will catch on. Mm-hmm. Keep, it, it, it's it's like, well, we we put up a good story, nobody wanted to watch it, so let's keep doing yeah. the bad stuff. Yeah. Stick with it, right? Yeah. Keep showing us the good stuff. And then lastly, and this one's a little controversial. This is a little weird uh, because I don't like to give them too much props. But in China, their version of TikTok, whatever it is, or, or their, their social media. Yeah. So they have time restrictions on it, right? You're not allowed to be on it after 10 p.m. for kids. There's like an age time restriction. The other thing they do is, is you know, on Instagram, how you're scrolling through a TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but you're scrolling through and it's just all the videos of the people you're following. Well, what they do is they put randomly every, you know, few stories, they'll put a science experiment on there, something educational, so that as you're scrolling through, you're actually seeing some good, wholesome, legitimate content. Yeah. Every five minutes, you get a little notification that says, hey, you've been scrolling a while. Why don't you take a break? Right? So, again, I don't want to give them too much credit. I, I'm not saying that we need to be a freaking, you know, crazy yeah. dictatorship here. Yeah, I was going to say. But I do kind of like the concept uh-huh. of, hey, if, if these kids. Now, ideally, and we're going to talk about in a minute, people will take responsibility and control. Yeah. But while I'm on it, if I could see every few story posts, a cool little experiment or something I learned from, yeah. what's, what's wrong with that? No, I, and, and that's it. And it's the challenge is, is in China that comes from the government. Sure. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so the, the, the democracy in us, the capitalism in us says, no, 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 no. You, you can't control the creative stuff that we're doing. Like, I get that. But I would hope that, you know, the Instagram leadership team, the Facebook leadership team, the TikTok leadership team, whoever, whatever social media platform, because there's always like these little ones that are popping up, right? Is that you understand the platform that you really do have, right? And are you going to do something that, that leads to benefiting the people that support you, pay your salaries, uh, you know, or contribute to it, right? The, the ad, the, uh, the ads obviously pay for it, but what are you going to do with your platform? Mm-hmm. Have some integrity as a person, as a company, and and have a mission that leaves the world better than when you came into it. And you have the eyes of the globe. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
not the, the entire globe is not watching CNN. The entire globe is not watching Fox News. The entire globe is not watching BBC. The entire globe is not watching MSNBC, MSNBC <laughs> right? But everybody is on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Everybody is on TikTok. Everybody is on no, MySpace is not. I literally almost said MySpace. <laughs> on Twitter, right? Yeah. So those are platforms. So use it. Like, look, make money. I'm all about democracy. Make it. Do whatever you got to do. That's great. But with those resources that you're making, Zuckerberg, you're telling me that you can't put something out there that is great for people? I'm not saying he doesn't. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, Facebook you know, Marketplace or there's, there's nothing that they're doing. Because I think, I hope in my heart that people are trying to do good things. But, like, guys, what we're doing now is... Yeah. Is not it. And there's the argument to both sides. It's also like, look, we want the platform and we want to do with it what we want. Yeah. That's freedom. That's First Amendment. I want to say what I want to say and I want to do what I want to do. And you can't tell me what I can or can't do. But I just I just hope that these these social media platforms will just understand the impact that they can make. Um, do what you can to minimize the negative that comes from it and maximize the positive that yeah. you can. Yeah, and we'll wrap it up here in a second. Before we do, though, do want to thank uh, Choctaw Casino Resort. Yes, sir. Um, if you're feeling, it's Christmas week. If you're sick of your family, or if you love your family, that's the beauty of this. Either way, it works. So if you're sick of your family, escape. Go to oh, Choctaw Casino yes. Resort tonight or tomorrow night and get away a little bit. Or if you love your family, hey, take you know them all a great up. time to go out there would be like New Year's Eve. Go Absolutely. celebrate the new year. Yes. Brand new casino, brand new hotel, and a little cold for the pool, but... Yeah. I think there's a concert, and we're gonna we're gonna yeah. follow up on social media and let you guys know what that is. But look, you want to go see a show, you want to watch a movie, you want to go to the sports spa. bars open. The Cowboys are good this year. Come on, go, go check them out. It's it would be a great place to go. But it is if you have not been up there, and I just had a conversation last week with someone, and they drove by. They're like, I had no idea. I was like, wait till you go inside. Yeah. Yeah, it's if even you think it nicer looks cool on the outside. Go look on the inside. That's right. And then they're always every single month they're giving away money as well. They're doing one point six million dollars in giveaways every Saturday in the month of December. No big. So deal. if you hate free money, then quit stay listening. in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stay in Oklahoma. But if you uh, if you like free money, head up to uh, Choctaw Casino Resort. So as we wrap this up, uh -huh. I, I want to revisit what why our we kids can do. Yep, yeah. and what we can do as mentors and parents because that's what I, I don't want that to get lost in this whole ranting yeah. and raving about social media because it's clear if we keep heading the direction we're headed, yeah. it's not going to end well. Yeah. And, and it's also clear that kids today are facing much bigger challenges than even we faced, just based on exposure, based on how connected they are, quote-unquote connected they are with the rest of the world. So there's no doubt that they've got bigger problems. And, again, we've got to do something about this. So I want to revisit what kids can do, and specifically our kids as we raise. Because, again, I, I think my default – Mine goes to, well, it's the mentor's responsibility. It's the parent's responsibility. Social media. No, kids have a role in this as well. So, kids, if you recognize you're struggling, ask for help. It doesn't make you weird. It doesn't make you weak. If you know that you're not right mentally, go ask for help. That's the first and foremost thing you can do. We talked about it last time. That's one thing that uh, Drew Robinson's a big advocate of is asking for help. It doesn't make you weird. I know it feels like it does. But go ask for help. So that's the first thing you can do. Number two, take ownership yourself of the time you spend online. I think, like I said, parents, teachers, and mentors can tell you all day long, hey, you need to restrict this, or hey, you only get an hour a day. How about you take ownership, right? And I know that's hard as a 16-year-old. I get it. You want to be connected to friends. You don't want to miss out. That FOMO is strong. But you take ownership. Just regulate how much time you spend on social media. Find yourself a purpose, Find something that you're invested in. Find something that you're passionate in. What are you interested in doing one day? Find that thing at 16. And does more time online help me reach that goal? Or is it taking away from that goal? Uh, the, two more things I read out. Take care of your physical health. Eat well. Sleep well. Exercise often. I think that's, again, that's overlooked from the mental health side of things. I can't yeah. tell you how great I feel mentally Every single time I finish a great workout, right. the endorphins are going. I'm clear. I've got energy. It's amazing what physical and mental health, how, how they tie into to each other. And the last thing I wrote down is find a group of people who are a positive influence 
and who are serving the community. We talked about this last time. Find somebody who needs help and serve them. Also find yourself a group you connected, whether that's a sports team, whether that's a church uh, youth group, whether that's uh, a video ga- game club. I get it that maybe you're playing video games, but somehow I'm sure there's some connection going on. Find yourself a group yeah. that you can get connected. That's, that's what I would tell young kids, and I'll let you take. What, what would you tell parents? What would you tell mentors, teachers, anybody who has influence over kids? What would you tell them? Well, I, I want to say this to kids first is believe it or not, your parents were actually kids. Um, Although we live in a very different era, very different time, and as hard as it is to believe, your parents do remember being kids. (laughs) I still feel like a kid. Yeah. 37 years old. Yeah, it's wild to me. I'm the old guy now. Yeah, it's wild to me down in my 30s. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So so hear, hear us, and I say us because I'm talking about you know, the, the generation of parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches is we're not saying things and we're not giving you advice and we're not getting on you because you need to be fixed. We're saying things and we're, we're advising and coaching and parenting because we literally love you and care about, about your life, how you feel and your health. Okay. So just make sure that it's hard sometimes because I was the same way. I was like, my dad has no idea. Like he doesn't know what it's like growing up these days. And I remember discounting, like he's an old dude. He doesn't know what it's like being a kid. We trust me. We do. And it's this cycle. And it's been said for hundreds and hundreds of years, right? The kids don't get why the parents are telling them. Okay. I, I, I recognize that, but they are, they are pouring into you and you may take it as criticism. You may take it as discipline, whatever, because they care, mm-hmm. okay? So so just with that lens. Here's what I'll say to kids, though, and then I'm going to get parents and mentors, is my advice and, and in my opinion from my life experience is I, I would hope that you connect deeply. Connect deeply with people. Loneliness is the, the fastest way to struggling with mental health. You don't have an outlet, outlet to talk to somebody. Um, you don't have someone to talk to you. Uh, you don't have that connection. Loneliness is a really, really hard thing. Connecting deeply does not mean having more followers on social media. Here's, here's what I'm saying. As a, as a race, a human race, we for thousands of years... We lived in tribes, right? No more than 100 to 150 people. Our minds, our brains are not designed to handle information and relationships for 5,000, 100,000, million followers. You cannot connect deeply when you have, if you have 100 friends, it is really hard to connect deeply. There's just not enough time. So I, I want you to hear me when I say, Connect deeply with three, five, ten people that, like you said, are like-minded, that are serving or that are bringing you up. Not somebody that makes you feel better about yourself because, you know, they're not at your level. Connect deeply with people that are like-minded because there is so much health that comes from that. There is so much healing. There is so much joy that comes from connecting deeply with somebody. And social media is not that outlet. It may be a catalyst to meet somebody because, I mean, how many stories nowadays are people that connected online, they met in person, they started dating, they got married, and they've got a great life. Yeah. Maybe a catalyst for it, but that is not your source of connection. Your connection has to be in person, one-on-one, looking somebody in the eyes and having a very real, raw, transparent conversation. That's good. So that's my advice for, for young people. Connect deeply. Like, get to know somebody. Let somebody get to know you. Because when you're hiding stuff behind a screen or you're hiding stuff in person and you're not sharing exactly who you are, that's a very lonely place, and that's a road that leads nowhere good. Okay, now, parents and mentors. One of the things that I think we've lost sight of, of what it truly is, is we've lost sight of leaving a legacy. Nowadays, when you say leave a legacy, okay, what company can you build? What is the inheritance that you leave your kids? What is the brand that you created? 
That's not what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about and leaving a legacy, I'm talking about pouring in the people around you that your presence is felt long after you're gone. And the influence that you have, that starts in the house. It starts in pouring into your kids, pouring in, spending time. And I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here because I struggle. I, I shared it with you before. Like, I had a really stressful day for my job. And my daughter comes in, she was hurt, and I didn't have time for her. Like, I'm saying this out loud now, and I feel like a big piece. <laughs> but it starts in your home. Create a legacy. Have pride in your last name and what your kids are going to do to the community that they interact with. How are they treating people at school? How are they on the team? How are they at the math club? How are they at choir? How are they at youth group? What are they doing to impact and better the people that they, that they interact with and that they touch? What is influence? And it starts with the legacy that you create in the house. Okay. So now what am I doing? What am I showing my kids? I, I was, I look back and I'm like obsessed right now with this like ranching culture and this outdoor culture because it's a throwback for me because that is a legacy, right? We're building this. We're, we're growing the land. We're, we're literally interacting and living on the land. I, the, grand, the, the dad starts it. Then the kid, he comes in and he works with the family. Then the, grand, then the grandkid, then he comes up with his dad. And then the great-grandkid, and so on and so on. And, and I know it sounds like I'm talking about Yellowstone right now, but you you're are. creating, that's where I started there. But, <laughs> but really, though, like we've lost sense of it, right? Because what are parents doing? And, and influenced by social media culture and, and mainstream media is we're seeing what success looks like. So we're chasing these other goals. We're chasing this job. We're chasing this, this salary. We're chasing entrepreneurship because it's super, super sexy now. And, and, and David, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking to you because we got like king of entrepreneur over here and, and he's taking a chance. But what are we doing? We're doing it at the, the sacrifice of our family and the sacrifice. We're trying so hard to build this legacy that the real legacy are the people that follow us that are telling the stories of the times that we went camping or the times that we took that trip together as a family, or the time just at home playing around. Like that is the legacy. The lessons that you teach your kids, the, the experiences that you have, it's not about, hey, I'm leaving you this company, or I'm gonna leave you this much money, or I'm gonna give you this life. No, that's not what it is. Leave a legacy, pour into it. It takes effort, it takes intentionality, it takes sacrifice. It takes all those things to build up the legacy of your family. And then go from there. Then it's your friends. Then it's your workplace. That's the legacy that it grows. But it starts inside. You cannot have a legacy without the core of your family. And you may have a broken family. You may have been divorced. You may be split. But that, has, that does not deter or does not eliminate your sphere of influence. And that does not say, hey, I can't still pour into my kids. I can't still pour into my ex-wife. Dude, crazy thought is what if you actually poured into your ex-spouse? And you're like, hey, you know what? Didn't work out for us when we got married, but I, I'm still going to pour into you. And I'm going to cr still create that legacy for someone that's like, hey, I can let that stuff go. And I can still treat and serve people in the right way. Mm. And it's just pour into that. So think about that. Look through that lens as you are chasing this job. And, and I'm speaking to myself right now because I, I chased, I have been chasing success for a long time. And the more, the closer I get to it, the further away I feel from true joy, true peace, true happiness, because that is not what's going to get it to you. Culture will tell you that it is. Mainstream media is going to tell you that's what it is. But that's not it. Pour into it because, back to the very beginning of this, if you pour into your family, look at, look at the health of your kids. Look at the health of your friends. If you are connecting and you are are building a legacy of, of good things. I mean, we can, we can really impact mental health just by spending time with our family and pouring mm. into our family. Amen. Sorry. Off, no. off my soapbox. No, that was good. It's good. I had a coach one time used to say, don't speak unless you can improve the silence. That was good. Mm. I don't think I can improve it or anything like that. No. Other than I will just wrap it all up to say this, is be the example you're trying to set. That's right. It's easy to sit here and tell kids should 
you know, watch their online and kids should take care of their physical health and kids should eat right. Are you doing that yourself as yeah. a parent, as a mentor, as a teacher? Are you taking care of yourself? Are you being the example that you're trying to lead and trying to be for your kids? So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. Hopefully this was encouraging for you guys. Again, we've got a big, massive uphill battle here. Yeah, We definitely don't have all the answers. But, again, I think if we each of us, if Tyler and I, one, start in our one, homes. One, one home at a time. One home at a time. If we start in our own homes and we, and we create that legacy like Tyler was talking about, that can have the ripple effect that we're talking about. Right. We can we can overcome this. So we appreciate you guys. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Yes. Uh, I think when this releases, Merry Christmas will be in, what, two days? Merry Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas My Eve, God. Eve. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve. Which you claimed last year, the 23rd, was your favorite day of the holiday season. We don't need to get into all that, but I think that's what you said. I do. Yeah. Because so, anyway. it's the anticipation that's at, right. at the, at that's the all-time right. high. That's right. So we hope you guys have a great and happy and a merry, very Merry Christmas. We're appreciative of your support yes. this year. Thank you so much. The best way you can help us out is by sharing these episodes. If, if there was something that you liked, if you laughed, if you were entertained at all, if you learned something, share it with people that are around you. Uh, rate us five stars and subscribe on the uh, podcast platforms. We're on YouTube. We're on Instagram. And tune in next week, Tyler. We're Dude. finally here. Next week is our big, massive, huge Announcement. I feel like you, Darren, and I have been talking about this for like a year. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And we and can't we wait are, to reveal it we next week. So make sure you come back next week's roundtable. Uh, you don't want to miss it. Huge, massive announcement. Uh, David doesn't even know what we're about to say. He's, he's, he's chomping at the bit, ready, ready for us to make this announcement. So like I said, we love you guys. We appreciate you. Have a Merry Christmas.